0: Welcome to this episode, Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Today is our second installment of People from Florida. Last week we had Alex Burlock, the voiceover artist. This week is Blue Carson. And next week we have Tack Van Sickle. It just kind of worked out that way where I ended up having three guests that happened to be from Florida. I do not believe any of them actually know each other. So I just thought to myself, I'll put them all in order. So, three, three four episodes. Anyway, Blue Carson is a f- author. Blue Carson is the author of Dark Ride's Erotic Disney Theme Park Adventures. It was the Amazon number 5 bestseller list, Fantasy Erotica, for the first week of its release. She has a great blog on bluecarson.blogspot.com. She's on Twitter, at Blue Carson. It's just B-L-U, no E. And she is as nice and as funny as could be and it's pretty funny compared to some of the other episodes it's really tame for someone who writes about uh adventures in a disney theme park with a sexual theme this episode we end up talking a lot more about like disney and parks and disney movies and the cultural influence of disney and we've had a lot more uh more sexually charged conversations in this show and it's just kind of funny how that did not happen here uh, we kind of top on the episode, just because you write erotica doesn't mean every time you open your mouth you're talking about having sex. So, you know, and she's really nice. I, I don't know what she did before this, but at some point in her life she had a different job and now her living is writing. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, her book is out on Bamboo Forest Publishing. You should buy this book. Uh, go to her, web, her blog and you, there's uh, so many different deals and ways to be involved she's been on a ton of different podcasts she's all out there in the media She is just nailing this whole social media thing she's got special offers ways that you could uh, kind of be uh, like creating a community people from all over the world have bought this book there's an audio book it's, and it's a really fun episode to listen to uh, she, I have to say she has a really nice voice and she's so nice. I can't get over how nice she was and really funny. That was the thing I really uh, I'm just a sucker for funny people. So make sure you check her out online. Uh, make sure you make sure you check uh, let's chat out on the internet. We are on the let's chat podcast on the Twitter, emails, let's Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We are we post our episodes on squarepop.com and we are proudly a part of the Misfits Podcast Network. Let's get to it with this episode of Blue Carson. In the future,
1: humans create AI. 3 days later, they have sex with it. Gigahose is a robot sex comedy with what's been called a South Park level of shock value. Creators Adam Lash and Kevin Gilligan take their concept in smart, surprising directions. It's been described as pure genius with a real clerks-like charm. Catch season one now at youtube.com slash <laughs> Now I'm to get
0: paid, like the world Let me just tell you about the weird thing that just happened to me as I signed on. I got, like, your contact request and then somebody else, and I had no idea what it was, so I clicked it. I was like, Allison Dawson or something. It looked like it could be a real human being that I knew. (laughs) So I clicked yes, then they are like, hey... I was like, "Hey, who's this?" They're like, "Oh, I got your name from the Skype directory. Uh, I'm just looking to chat." So I didn't respond. Then they're like, "25 female." Oh god. And then uh, <laughs> and then it turns into uh, I'm you know sitting here at university waiting to go on spring break, and then I that's when I proceeded to block that contact. So <laughs> I didn't know that existed on Skype. I have
1: really only used this for um, podcasts. So I have one person and then a huge list of podcasts or people who are on – you know, people who aren't with me. I've gotten a couple random, you know, friend me requests. Um, on Skype? Yeah, like two or three. Isn't that what, like, Facebook is for? I don't know. Like yeah. I'm on there too, but I, I think – I don't get very much random. Stuff. I'm not sure I would know if it was random on Facebook, though. I yeah. do usually look to see if they have any um, contact, any friends I know yeah. before I just um, friend them. But since I have only been on all this social networking since the book, um, everybody's kind of new to me. Oh, wow. So you're like <laughs> late to the
0: game with the social media.
1: I am well. I mean, I'm a little older. I'm I'm 44, so I uh, I'm not really um, huge into you know doing all that for socializing. Yeah, but yeah. I'm really enjoying it with the Disney community and all of you podcast guys are fun.
0: This yeah, it's really a cool community, a- right?
1: Oh, it's been so much fun. I've I'm becoming much more, uh, I guess,
0: social media savvy over the last few months. It's a good skill. To, it it just—it's funny that that's people's job. Like someone somewhere, their job is to like run Twitter or whatever the hell. It just, yeah. My job yeah. is to do that.
1: <laughs> I would love a job where I got to sit and do that. Well, I do that a lot now, actually, with the book, but.
0: um if that was, like, not just a little part of my job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, a 9 o'clock in, go play on, like, Chipotle's Twitter all day or
1: some company or
0: whatever. That would be a lot of fun.
1: Just, yeah, you know, I'm glad you liked our
0: chicken burrito. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't follow companies or anything, but uh, Denny's is actually really funny, though, sometimes. Like, whoever does the Denny's one... Yeah, like they're, they're they're the one that look we'll, I'll catch here and there. I'm like, wow, that's wow. I get impressed on Twitter because I'm not very good at it. Like it's fun to talk with people, but when you read certain like comedians specifically, and they in that 140 characters, and they can just say something that makes you laugh, like I, I'm impressed. I get like really impressed that's, sometimes.
1: The 140 is difficult, especially if you're trying to put in
0: a link and tag people. Yep, that's really that's complicated. <laughs> And then you then you gotta revert to like letters for words. It's terrible. I can't do that. I can't bring myself to. I'm a writer. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> well, sort of. I, I'm I'm playing writer. <laughs> you you published a book. I mean, come on. Yes, I published a book, what? which means I I talk a lot and I can't use text speak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like in this day and age, for like writers, it's like. I hate to be that person. I hate when people say this shit, but it's just kind of true. Like, anyone can write a book. I mean, anyone could have, but it's easier to get yourself published than ever. But you are a lot farther along than anyone else I've ever met who's written a book and published it. Because, like, you're on a publisher, and you've done audiobooks, and, like, you're like, your book is a lot more real than anyone else I've ever known who said, I'm going to write a book, and then never did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I have a legitimate publisher who publishes a lot of books great writers and is a great writer himself um, and is a best-selling author himself. So, um, it's, yes. Well, he wrote The Dark Side of Disney, which is kind of an adult travel guide for Disney. It tells you how to do things that mm, Disney travel guides don't tell you how to (laughs) do them. And, And so, he He filled a little niche in the market by writing The Dark Side of Disney. And um, also in it, he tells some of his um, stories of growing up, living near Epcot and and Magic Kingdom and going there a lot and opening doors that you're not supposed to open and exploring a little bit.
0: That sounds amazing. Are you also from Florida?
1: I'm not from Florida but I do live in Florida now okay so I've been here a few years
0: like, but when I sense.
1: read his I'm sorry
0: oh no no you go ahead you're you're the guest you're much more important I...
1: <laughs> whenever I read his book though um, I I was just fascinated I'd never seen anything that was Disney that had these things in it and you know it was it was the first Disney book I'd seen that wasn't goody-goody.
0: and Yeah, I didn't know that your world existed until I started following you on Twitter. I, kinda, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and then I, I started seeing, you know, there's some, you know, a few little things here and there. and But I read his book a couple years ago, and then – I started uh, talking to him last year whenever he had released his second novel, and I read the novels, and I messaged him about them, and then I started talking to him a little bit, and then I said, well, you know what? I kind of have an idea for a Disney book, and he was kind enough to say, sure, what is it? And I told him um, short stories of erotica that are, are real, realistic stories of sexual adventures that take place in the parks and resorts at Walt Disney World. And he was like, I've been looking for somebody to do something like that for a while. And show, show me what you can do. And I had nothing written it was just a thought that that i had you know been thinking of since i had read his book and was surprised when he was open to me doing something so i wrote a page of an adventure and gave it to him and he was happy and said write the rest of the story for me and i wrote down the rest of it you know just straight through first draft handed it to him and he said great give me 12 more and the book just over a period of a couple months you know came to life and I I, it's not like I wrote a book and then went searching for a publisher which so many people do
0: yeah (laughs) interesting version of how your story came to be I think that's fascinating it's it's
1: a, it's really kind of, I guess, the Cinderella story kind of thing. Like, he just found me, and, you know, I'm, I'm not – I'm I don't consider myself a writer. I've not been a writer. I've got – you know, I'm college educated, and uh, I've written for work and things, but I've never written a book. I've never done something like that, never written a novel, and uh, – I I tell people I don't really even read very much. Something (laughs) has to be extremely interesting, fascinating, like his book was, for me to, to sit and read through it. And this all happened. He was very supportive, very encouraging. And it was another adventure, much like the stories in the book, to do this. And then, you know, I got to work with great people like him and like my cover artist, Holly. Holly G, she works she and her husband, Jim Ballant, own Broadsword Comics. And she did the artwork for my cover.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I love the artwork by the way. I'm just staring at it. It's it's so like it's perfect.
1: Thank you. I yeah, I mean, for those who aren't seeing it right now, it's a uh caricature of me and it's a, a girl with a rather large breasts in a sundress with long red wavy red hair and she's got Mickey ears with the dark side of Disney anarchy symbol on the Mickey ears, that's where that's from and my publisher's book, he has those ears uh-huh. and um, she's eating a Mickey ice cream bar that is <laughs> dripping from her lips because it's hot in Florida and ice cream melts.
0: Yeah, that white, it's kind of interesting because it's like the ice cream, but it kind of could look like something else. It's like, it could, possibly. It's perfect for, like, what it so, is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I looked at this picture for a while, and it took me a while to realize that it was a Mickey pop. And I was like, oh, that's clever. Huh? That's so fucking clever.
1: <laughs> well, they're one of my favorite treats in the park, and there is one mentioned in one of the stories in a rather humorous way, I might add. <laughs> but... Um, and the lip print, there's a big kiss print on the cover of Dark Rides, and that's my lipstick kiss print.
0: You <laughs> so, did a really good job.
1: So, well, I've kissed paper for an hour. And,
0: oh, you <laughs> and then, done good. <laughs>
1: and it was put on there. And the back cover that has a little write-up on it um, uh, about me, about the book, it has, if you look at the image – Closely, it has some fireworks in the background of the the back cover, and it's funny because I think this might be the first show I've mentioned this on.
0: Yeah. My
1: my, uh, publisher was at the Magic Kingdom and took photos of the fireworks, and that's actually his personal photos of the Magic Kingdom fireworks that he put into the artwork on the back. Um. For the imprint, So it's very personalized, all these little details you do when you uh, make a book, at least for this one. I think a lot of us uh, put our own little special personal touches into it. And when you open the front of the book in my introduction, there's another little kiss print in the inside I did. And for people who order a signed paperback, an autograph, Paperback, which you can only get through Bamboo Forest Publishing Store. Um, I mean, you can get the book iTunes, Amazon, all that. But if you want signed ones, you have to go through the, the Bamboo Forest Publishing Store. And with those, I will sign them and I put a big lipstick kiss print fresh in the inside of it for you. And I also include something extra special
0: in those books. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> I actually got to get a copy from my wife because she loves uh, these types of books.
1: Oh, you have to read it together. I've had yeah. so many couples contact me and say that they're reading it together and they're reliving Disney trips or their honeymoon at Disney or, you know, just looking forward to it. Trip to Disney or just enjoying it together. Because the books are kind of humorous. And with each story, I also included a cocktail recipe. Oh. That's, yeah, I put in a cocktail recipe, and each cocktail is from um, the parks or resorts at Disney World. And I themed them to go with each story from either like what's the events of the story or the location. Um, because some in the Magic Kingdom can't get alcohol except for one place at dinner. So anything that took place in the Magic Kingdom, I had to be a little more creative and go outside <laughs> of that area for a drink. But like the first story is um, takes place in the Pirates Ride. And I used a resort drink called a Captain's Rum Runner ah. to go with that. And another one takes place at the Polynesian Village Resort at Disney. Um, at, the luau and on the beach there and one of the popular drinks they have there is called a lapu lapu and it's a big boozy rum drink in a pineapple with an umbrella that has a float of 151
0: on it and it will get you lapu lapu so <laughs> I, I, I know i know it's such an odd question to ask someone who writes a uh, erotic disney fan fiction or not fan fiction sorry uh fiction um yeah, sorry. Adventures. Adventures. Thank you. Uh, any pushback from Disney on your part or uh, or your publisher? Shh. 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 <laughs> we we're in... Shh. they're
1: not. I, I don't think I don't know
0: if they know I exist yet.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I only ask
0: because I know Disney is like notorious for their copyright stuff. Well, there's nothing in it. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't. I, it's yeah. just you know, Disney's. Uh, copyright issue. Their legal are, team are known for being uh, dicks, is how we call it? <laughs> well, these, these are my personal stories. Yeah, I, I don't know they can so, do anything. Yeah, the I, the they filmed like a movie, I forgot what it's called, but they filmed Escape the movie. from Tomorrow. Yeah, without Disney World's permit or Disneyland's permission, they just did it. Yeah, I've seen the
1: movie. That's it's awesome. on Netflix. It's, um, bizarre. Um, the thing about that movie is um, – well, I don't think – they never really got much issue that I'm aware of other than I think they were questioned one time. One of the actors was questioned for going through a turnstile a bunch of times ah. one time. But, I mean, really, there are people filming all over the park all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are, are filming their, their own – Family videos. There are podcasts filming. There, you know, video blogs. I mean, there are people with cameras up all the time. So I think it would be nearly impossible to know if people were really doing that, especially when
0: it was kind of pretty bad acting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. And you're not,
0: you're not like using any of their intellectual properties either for your book. Like, your cover art isn't Mickey Mouse or anything, so I think you should be okay.
1: No, and the the iTunes um, cover um, was adjusted a little bit to pull the uh, title over the ears, and um, the word Disney was taken out, because the full title is um, Dark Rides Erotic Disney Theme Park Adventures, Volume 1. So by blue carson
0: anybody's looking for it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I'll do an intro too so i can put all your plugs but absolutely okay that's um no that's uh, it, don't actually as, as that uh a fake like author, a pen name blue carson i assume like I'll no, plug, it's my I'll, name oh, oh wow wow that's awesome <laughs> do your co-workers have any idea about the secret life
1: i this is my job right now oh my god that's awesome so this is, this is what I I do.
0: That's and, amazing.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's my father knows that I've done this, and he's really the only one I
0: cared about. You uh-huh. know? Well, everyone so, else, if they're uptight about it, they need to get over themselves, right? Go. It's like. Go fuck yourself! It's just who cares? Yeah, I
1: mean, my my dad brought me up in Disney World, took me there, um, and now he knows you had a really good time. He's the one who he's the one who gave me the love of Disney. It's still a passion of his, and you know, I it's not just the rides. It was the innovation, the in, sorry, intervention, and <laughs> the technology, and yeah you know, space program and World's Fair and all these things that Walt was doing above and beyond, EBCOT, you know, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. All of these things um, are what make it fascinating to a lot of us lifelong fans. So it's more about that. And when you read the book, it's not just dirty stories. It is. You can tell that it's somebody who well I hope people can tell that it's written by somebody who has a great love and respect for Disney and Imagineering and the parks and the resorts and all that it is and that I just happen to want my fantasies to occur in my favorite place in the world
0: Well you know I think like from the the sample I was reading I was like, oh you know Disney sounds a lot more fun nowadays. <laughs> Cause like I, I, I don't i I would I live in Rhode Island so like to get to Disney would be like a lot of money, mm-hmm. and like I just at this point in my life I was like hey, if I have that kind of money to go to Disney World I'm I am i i I'm just not gonna do it I'm, I'd rather go like somewhere else for my limited funds but like I was like oh <laughs> you can go as an adult and have a good I went once in third grade and I loved it but I I've, I've never been back. It's but, really yeah.
1: funny that I've had a handful of people contact me and say well. I up my trip. I'm I'm going in May because I read your book and I can't stay away any longer. <laughs> well, the Disney should endorse you because you're going to sell their ticket, sell ticket prices for them. So <laughs> I do not, I do not recommend that you do any of the activities yeah, that are described in yeah. the book, um, other than riding rides and such, and eating food and drinking and things like that that are welcome and expected at Disney. But anything. Of an adult nature, um, you're on your own. <laughs> so, and you will get in trouble. So, don't do that.
0: Do they have like a Disney jail of some sort? Um, There's always the rumor. I I believe
1: there there are, um, I guess you would call them holding rooms. You know where. People are pulled aside by security, just like at a mall or anywhere else. So, but um, I don't believe that they have anything like with bars and locks. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, not that I'm aware of. I have not been pulled into Disney jail ever to be able to confirm or deny any of that.
0: So <laughs> so you're a good D- Disney World patron. I tried to be <laughs> uh, so, like so like, when you grew up like in like the movies I would imagine have a huge impact on you
1: I'm more of a parks and resorts fan but I mean definitely I mean who doesn't love a nice princess movie or Lion King or yeah, I mean it's just a part of I think nearly anybody's life
0: oh yeah You've, absolutely there's
1: got to be a Disney movie or two or six or whatever yeah um, Or Touchstone, or Buena Vista Pictures, or whatever. Pixar now. Every everybody has been touched in some way by Disney films or.
0: Oh, I love all the Pixar movies. Oh, definitely. Which I know that Disney now owns. Uh, Mm -hmm. But they did a really good job of Frozen. And I know Frozen is Frozen's Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, what was the last Pixar thing I saw? I don't remember, but I know I really liked Frozen. I loved uh, recently, oh my god, I just thought of it. Um, the new Muppet movies that they've done, they have done a really good job with. I uh, just I've had a puppeteer on and we talked about that and he was he was like Henson wouldn't give up the Muppets to anybody like and Disney protects their characters and stuff and you know, they're good with their stuff.
1: Yeah, the the Muppets are one of the f- my favorite attractions in, in Hollywood Studios Park still. It's so I, cool. I really enjoy it because it's very much like what I remembered from the original,
0: original Muppet Show when I was a child where um, – The one that they produced in like England and then – because I've, I've watched I, all those. It's – I, I probably watched the ones um,
1: in the seventies or yeah, yeah was.
0: I'm thirty so by the time I saw them they probably were in like repeat but yeah I love the uh-huh. original
1: yeah well I I mean I remember as a child them basically destroying the theater all the time you know it would be chaos and things would explode and and all of you know all the backstage antics and. And Kermit freaking out. And and that's what happens in the attraction at oh, Disney man. also. It's great. I mean, there are cannons and things explode and there's arrows fired. And it's it's really great. And they bring some Disney magic into that theater to make it look like it's that's happened to the theater. And then everything goes back to normal. And the next show starts and they do it again. So, but, yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, parts of Disney now is bringing in the Muppets. I'm looking forward to seeing stuff happening with uh, Star Wars. I really thought we would have seen stuff the last two years with all their Star Wars
0: weekends they have in May, but not too much yet. We'll see. I wonder if they're waiting for the, the release of the movie.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sure there are things like that, but, I mean, there's really nothing going on yet. That's and there's, Avatar Land is being built, why? I have no idea. But <laughs> Because other they than can. Money, money, yeah,
0: contracts, I money. I would love to go to the Simpsons thing, uh, This when they had that. I that's really like. universal. Okay, is Harry Potter <laughs> universal as well? That's Universal, yeah. Okay. Those are the so. only two things I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong park,
1: but very popular things, and there's a lot of crossover, and I've had a lot of readers say that I should do a Universal book, you know, or some stories for oh, no,
0: Volume could, 2. I mean, I guess you could, right? You could just switch out a couple of names, or I have to allegedly have <laughs> those experiences. <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
1: allegedly. Um, I got you covered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: it it's funny because I I think it might be a little easier with Universal. Universal seems like a much more laid back
0: place. So more inviting, like oh oh you again. No, <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: well I mean I love Disney,
0: but well, Disney it's a pretty been, yeah. strict
1: place. <laughs> You know? They have
0: branding down to no, like nobody's business. I mean, like, mm-hmm. oh man, I, I'm, I, I, I'm really, I love the Muppets and stuff. I like, I feel like everyone like at a certain age, like you love all the stuff as a kid, and it kind of leaves you, and then you hit a certain age and it all starts to come back to you. And like as we've been talking, it's like, oh yeah, I forget how much I love Disney. Like I loved all that stuff. And I, did you ever lose it and it come back to you, or have you just been like on the bandwagon forever?
1: I've never lost it. I've been going there at least once a year since the part since the Magic Kingdom Park um, pretty much opened. I mean since I was an infant, I've been going at least every year. I think I may have missed one year but and then I moved here a couple years ago and I'm there all
0: the time now. Now, did you, was your move down there in part of the park being there? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes.
1: Hmm. I mean, I've
0: lived all over the East Coast. Oh, okay.
1: Um, but I've lived in colder climates. Yeah, it sucks. And part of it was getting out and away from the cold weather, but at the same time it was well, there are a million places I could go to get out of cold weather.
0: Mm-hmm. Where am
1: I going? I'm going here. Yeah, you know, well, I'm, right. I'm going there. I have the ability to do that now, and I'm going. And it was a matter of a couple months' decision. I was gone. That's and, amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's been great. I I do not miss any snow. When I see people talking about snow, I
0: I'm – like oh yeah that stuff exists. So <laughs> what's the temperature down right there? Because what's March today is the March twenty third. I'm in Rhode Island and I think it was like thirty something degrees today. It's fucking freezing and it's March. I,
1: do, I don't want to say what it is today because today it was rainy and a little bit colder.
0: What's cold for down there? Like
1: yester- Yesterday, yesterday it was pushing ninety and I'm actually sunburned. I actually have, have – my back is hurting from being sunburnt right now. And I was only <laughs> so over jealous. at the Magic Kingdom a few hours. So, um, yeah, but the uh, today, I think it was – it rained this morning. So, I think it's down around 70-ish. Oh,
0: my God. That's so oh, I'm freezing, though. <laughs> I'm freezing. I, it's funny. It's just when you get because it was so cold here for all winter, and I got real used to it. We had a few days of pretty warm weather, like maybe a couple of weeks of or by warm I mean like forty, fifty degrees, and then it dropped back down to like twenty and thirty. And now I've never been so cold. I was like, I can't handle this. It's it's terrible. Fuck you, yeah, English <laughs> <I,
1: laughs> Yeah, I don't think I could ever go back there unless it was really necessary. That's – it's – I would just be miserable and uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> Is there other stuff to do down in that part? Because I, I, I went there once, so I don't know that area at all. Like there must be a whole like world outside of Disney World, like a nice place to live.
1: Well, yeah, I mean there's the whole town of Orlando, whole city of Orlando. And and uh, I mean if you're looking for parks and such, there's SeaWorld, there's Universal, there's – uh, wet and Wild, there's you know, water parks. And I mean, Disney alone is 43 square miles. Jeez. So it's four theme parks, two water parks. I think 30 resorts that are that all are themed. And um, its own highway systems, transportation systems, two fire departments that, that are quite interesting to look at. They're also... Very uh, um, decorated. One has a huge, like two-story fire hose that goes, you know, as a decorative feature out of the front of the station and ends up as a water fountain where the nozzle is at the end. <laughs> so, wow, and cute! And the other fire station um, has like
0: Dalmatian print on it. I remember year, a, a few years back, I remember meeting someone who was from. A town inside a Disney, Celebration, Florida, and it was inside Disney World? Like, he grew up in Disney World. Celebration is,
1: um, it was owned by Disney. It's kind of off to the side of the Disney property. Um, It's its own town. Disney still has some interest in it, I believe, but... I don't think they have a controlling interest anymore. But it definitely still has all of the structure and um, uh, Disney rule stuff <laughs> that goes along with what you may expect if you live there. It's funny because my my publisher, Leonard Kinsey, um. He has – someone is making uh, – Philip Swift is making a documentary now about the dark side of Disney. And Philip Swift had, um, I guess a couple years ago, made a documentary about Celebration. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a a look kind of behind – it said – in I think it was called in, Inside the Bubble because they call – the people who live there call it a bubble because it's their own little, you know, world. But the thing about it is I've been over to Celebration, um, and I mean, it's homes, it's nice homes, and it's got its own little main street with shops and restaurants, as you may expect, and a little waterfront area, and it looks like, you know, what you would consider a an old-fashioned, tiny little town with a lot of homes that's kind of set back off a of main highway area. And but when you go there it's not a gated community. It's not there's no restrictions. You know you can go in and eat at a restaurant or do whatever. So I don't know, it, it never felt restricted to me. It's kind of like just going into a little suburb somewhere.
0: Interesting. So do people live there? Is it like just probably people who work at Disney kind of thing or just random Oh, people? no,
1: no, no. There are yeah, thousands of people who live there. It's got its own schools, churches. Um, I mean, there's a huge high school there. Um, it's a real te- – kind of like a housing development. Oh, okay. You know, if you think of it like that – see, whenever Walt – Um, was developing, Epcot, it was originally supposed to be this futuristic city of tomorrow where we had the Magic Kingdom Park off in the corner for the families to go enjoy, but it was set up kind of a circular design where you have industry, buildings, city, and then you've got your transportation and highways that go around it, and you've got airports and then you've got your suburb area and it you know was a limited amount of people but it had its own systems but when walt passed away that whole concept of this i don't know utopian or futuristic or progressive city that all went with walt and EBCOT became basically A park that has a world showcase of countries, you know, and then a section that's futuristic, innovative kind of design attractions. And this whole concept of the town where people actually live and work went away. And celebration came up quite a few years later. And it developed and it's cute and it's quaint and it's like a little Norman Rockwell town, which is nothing like what Walt had designed, you know, he had designed futuristic and modern. And I mean there are some modern things, but um Yeah, this looks like little cute town USA.
0: You know oh that's
1: awesome everybody's lawn is clipped to the exact same level and all the white picket fences match going down the street and you know all that kind of look to it but um, yeah it's it's a nice little town it is kind of it's just outside of Disney property but it's um, it's not really Disney owned anymore. Um but yeah, it, it's interesting. Anybody can go over there and eat and and stuff. It's not that weird, it's just people living in a housing development. <laughs> I will it's just how, I, yeah. how much control of you know, by your homeowners association do you want this kind of the
0: Yeah, I see yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, if we have you on here, I think we should also talk about your book as well. I'm sorry if oh, I, de- I derailed you. I didn't mean to derail, <laughs> which is more than fine. That's usually how the show goes. I hope I this isn't your least at uh, interesting podcast you've done yet.
1: <laughs> no, I mean these are things that I enjoy talking about. Yeah, and, no, I just like uh, to
0: talk about people stuff they like.
1: Yeah, um, I, and you love I, Disney.
0: It's aw- I love your love of Disney. Like you know some, some deep cuts. It's impressive. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know if I get it all right, but and things do change a lot. It but sounds Disney, right to me. But <laughs> but I mean, if you the people I follow on Twitter, I mean, there are some people on Twitter who really are just Disney historians beyond all belief, and uh, I'm fascinated by their conversations. I wish that I could sit and you know, listen to them and chat with them all the time. But, you know, constantly learning. There's so much. There's so much. But you know, I love the they have a attraction at Hollywood Studios called One Man's Dream. And it's kind of like a a museum and a timeline of Walt and what he's developed from animation, you know, up through the parks and resorts until he died. And um, I really love going in there. I notice something new every time I'm in there. Um, and it's great. I mean, there's, there's so much to learn with it. It's fascinating. And it's very encouraging and inspiring, I think, for anybody such as yourself who takes on a project like this. You're doing a podcast, doing something creative, doing something that's public. Um it it all has you have to have a passion for it. Yeah. And and I think when you follow your passions and you follow your dreams and you work hard at it, um, great things can happen. Oh yeah, and Walt is the best example in the world of that. I mean, he struggled, slept on his couch in his office. Um, ate cold beans out of a can and you know did what he could to make things happen to learn from mistakes to um, to get where he wanted to go and you know I'm not sure anybody with the company has ever pushed as hard as he did and a little disappointed with some of the things that go on now um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely an example for
0: working hard at your passion. I know so little about him. I feel like I should get, like, one of his autobiographies out of the library or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there are tons of, um, you know, clips. If if you look at, on YouTube, I'm sure there are tons of old footage of um, Walt talking about the Epcot project and, and things like that. I'm, I'm sure it's got to be oh, yeah. online to look at those things. And it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. It had so little to do with theme parks. You know, it's, it's that's just the tip of the iceberg.
0: You know? Sorry, my cat just jumped on me. <laughs> I <was like> trying <laughs> that's to get rid okay. of her. Uh, That's amazing. Um, what was I was gonna say. When did Walt die? Because I feel like I've seen videos of him. It's all black and white. Did he? What year did he, he make it till? He, he passed away prior to
1: um, anything in Florida opening. Um, it opened in 71. I believe they broke ground and such around 69. So I think he... I don't know exactly the date you would think I would, but I don't. It's, I want to say, around 68, give or take.
0: Oh, wow. It's, and I, it's sure. I saw that, what is it, the Saving Mr. Banks movie. And, uh, yeah. It was good. It, it was different than what I expected. It wasn't bad. It just was, I don't know, it's a little it, long. I think, I think that I'm the only
1: person who has I mean I love Tom Hanks I oh, mean I loved him in in I, I think everything I've seen him in I've I've enjoyed but I've seen so much footage of Walt that I just couldn't see him as Walt and it was weird because he was doing like some southern accent or something like Walt doesn't sound that way. It was almost like if Walt
0: was trying to do a Tom Hanks impersonation. That's what... (laughs) There was a part of me that felt they picked Tom Hanks because he has such a wonderful reputation. He does. He
1: does. And I think as far as respected actors go, either had to get him or Dustin Hoffman, and Dustin wasn't going to fit the role.
0: (laughs) If you you ever actually want a good podcast to listen to, he was on uh, the Nerdist podcast twice, He's so funny. You Tom would not Hanks. Believe. Tom Hanks, funny fucking dude. Like he just Well yeah,
1: well he he started in you you're probably too young. to Boozing buddies, right? Yeah, Bloom Buddies. I've watched that the original yeah. of that. He used a goofball and um Bachelor Party. Yeah. The movie Bachelor Party. That was one of my favorites in the eighties. He was he's a real goofball. He's great. I love that he's so uh dynamic in
0: uh, in his roles he and he wrote uh that thing you do which i never knew and i love that movie
1: oh really about
0: the, that's about the bands the it was yeah, like the... it was like a vh i think it was i remember watching it on vh1 but i own on dvd but it was like about like a band that wrote a one hit and then and then broke up okay but, yeah i saw it once a long time ago it's one of those movies you don't realize how good it is like i think liv is in it and Steve sand or something I forgot it, but it's really good. It's, like, surprisingly good. Tom I Hank, he's the man. Oh, uh, but any, about your curious about your book. Like, so, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you said you're college-educated. You, you didn't You go to school for, like, journalism or English or anything like that? No. no. Well, then, how does someone go from, like, I have this idea for a book, and then you kind of painted yourself into a corner there, and then... Uh, well, I'm sure if... With it? I'm. I'm.
1: Well, I mean, I gave him this the writing sample, and I, I think he's uh, Leonard, my publisher, is experienced enough, I guess, to know if what you write is going to work.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not say that you wouldn't have the talent, but just the so, audacity to write a whole book if you've never written one. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> I was just inspired to do it. It's a great opportunity. Oh no, and... I think it's amazing. Cause I feel like if I I started this podcast with someone a long time ago, then early on they left. But like, it was one of those scenarios where I was like, I kind of agreed to do it with somebody, and then mm-hmm. if I at, at that time if I knew how much work it was, I'd be like, fuck no. But, you know, I'm sure I wonder if you have that with the book. Like if you probably knew everything that went with it, you might not have done it. But when you don't know and you just take it and then really cool stuff happens and it's wonderful. Like it's an important lesson in life sometimes not to overthink things and just just go for it. Right. Look, oh, I you're an I author. Over,
1: I overthought it all.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that I had a couple delays a few times because I would, you know, I'd write some things and, you know, just go. Uh, what's Disney going to say? I love Disney, so I don't want to get in trouble. And, you know, I would talk to my publisher, and he'd say, you know, it, it'll be okay. Just keep writing. You know, Or I'd say, I, I, this is really dirty. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, keep writing. <laughs> and and, and uh, because, I mean, the book is very much 18 and older. It is erotica. It is very graphic, and I, I mean, hope so. there's well, there's a lot to it that is Disney nostalgia. There's a lot of, you know, if you've been to the parks, you're going to know where you are in the parks. You know, I'm set, I set the scenes. I and if you haven't been there, you can still read it. I mean, if you haven't been to Paris, you can still read a book about Paris, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So a story that takes place in Paris. So um, I put in a lot of my favorite little hidden things in the parks and stuff. But then each story has what I call a happy ending. And it's extremely graphic. It has extremely graphic language. It is not written like what some people may think of as um, dime store romance novels I use very graphic language and I don't use flowery girl language um, so, so it's I've good. had well I will say that a lot of men who don't typically read erotica have been extremely enthusiastic about my book <laughs>
0: that's amazing I've,
1: Gotten an enormous amount of compliments from men. I've I've received gifts. If you go to my blog, it's Blue Carson B L U. There's no e. Blue Carson um, You'll see photos of some gifts I've been given. Um, I I was just. Set money to buy a frozen beer in Japan at Epcot over the weekend, and a Hello Kitty doll because they were mentioned in one of the stories. Oh, that's and so cool! A gentleman was was kind enough to uh, send me some money to go enjoy those things on his behalf, and yeah, it was it was very nice. But you know, I throw some pictures up on my blog of that, and but I I talk about realistic things in the book and. I also talk very dirty. And if you buy the audio book, you will hear me talking very dirty. Um, and I think you better get this book because the next one I'm charging two ninety nine a minute. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it's been quite popular. Good. Um, I, I'm so happy for uh, you. I got an email today. <laughs> I got an email today from somebody saying... <laughs> <laughs> that they uh, uh, don't. I say this on all the podcasts I'm on. Do not listen to the audio book while operating heavy machinery. <laughs> and I got an email saying you can't drive. Do not drive. Well. While listening to this, I'm going 80 down the highway with a heart on <laughs> I, was like, I do not know who this person is,
0: wow. but they
1: follow me on Twitter. They bought the book. My email is on my blog, and uh, I got that message today, and I laughed for quite a while and apologized <laughs> and said, I hope that you're still enjoying it. Please pull off the road. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: You have a very like good a a good voice as well. So like your audiobook, if you sounded like I can't think of a woman with a like Gilbert Gottfried, I probably wouldn't want to listen to it. Unless when he did he did do I listened to a little bit. He did an audiobook of Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's so awful. You have to accuse. It's so funny. How painful. I know it's so hilarious. But you actually have a very nice voice. So like I mean, you. you could even do like voiceover. Work. Oh,
1: that would that would be fun. That would be fun. I, if there, any of those opportunities drop into my lap, I would be happy to do it. I've never pursued anything like that. When I, when I was going to do the audiobook, um, I had one show make a comment about in character or something, and I said, I, I'm not in character. This is... I'm just talking. But I... When I started recording the audiobook, I did consult with some friends who do communications things, and they did tell me to speak a little slower and try and enunciate a little clearer. And I, I that was very helpful. It was very helpful. And I think that's helped me a lot with all these shows. But if I start talking about... Disney, like I did earlier, and I start getting excited, then I'll go faster, and my voice will go a little higher, and I'll, you know, might not enunciate as much, but, you know, I think when you, once you record a 200-page book, and you've had a little bit of instruction, um, I guess you learn how to speak a little bit clearer, and I'm trying to keep that. <laughs> I well, I was it's a wondering, good
0: skill I was definitely life. wondering, too, if, like, when we started talking, I was like, I, I, you just Your voice gets like, okay, it's very nice. So I was like, I wonder if it's like an act. And then like, nope, that's just how you sound. Because you know how some people can like turn it on or, you know, like you could adjust yourself for something. But no, that's just how you talk.
1: The, well, I mean, we're having a conversation. Uh, some of these shows, I was on one show that I think, I think the entire thing is up. Um, it's called Dick's in Cider. And they have a glass of cider on the logo. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun show. That's incredible. A couple of guys are family. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch the name of the show until I said it out loud one day. <laughs> oh, that's
0: because beautiful. Because
1: it's spelled C-I-D-E-R. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be on Dixon Cider. Oh, Wait a minute.
0: Is it Dixon Cider? <laughs> or Dix- Dixon Cider.
1: Dixon Cider. Wow. So... But wow, that's um, amazing.
0: That's
1: brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, and uh, it's a great show. And I believe it was like almost three hours. Wow! Because <laughs> yeah, they, we just got on Skype and talked all morning into the afternoon, and and had a great time. And uh, you know, so I think uh, you know. You can listen to that. This is me.
0: Yeah, you've been on a... You've t- you you uh, being me. You've been everywhere, uh, podcast-wise. Uh, you, uh, Your blog is great, and you self-promote, and you're like a podcast guest dream. You're on time, and you talk, and then you actually promote. So that's a, I'm actually <laughs> looking at their website. It's Dick's Insider Show. Come join our circle jerk of a conversation.
1: Yes I, yes, they,
0: I, the, I already they, love
1: these guys They invited me to go join in their Circle Jerk And mentioned that they had wet naps Ready for me So, you know Isn't the, no they're, they're great guys And the show is great We talk Disney and art Um Irv, one of the guys in the show Is an artist And um he does great, great work. Um, if you look him up through the show, you could see his work. And they've had great guests on. If you're familiar with the comedian, Ralphie Mae.
0: Yeah.
1: His wife, Lana, um, who's also a comedian. They've had her as a guest on the show. Wow. Yeah. and I mean, they have a fun show. Oh, and they do parody songs. Um one of the other, it's, it's all family. They're all family. And, uh, Sean, he, he wrote me a parody song also from, uh, instead of under the sea from little mermaid, he did role play with me. <laughs> it changed all the lyrics in the song and put my name in the song and the name of the book in the song. And it's really funny. Um, if you want to hear the song, it's, uh, it's also on my blog. If you go to bluecarson.blogspot.com and look at my appearance page, you'll see the shows I've been on and different things going on, including this show. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're all on there. You can see everywhere I've been. have been. hear me play the dating game on one show and parody songs on another and go across the pond on another UK show that... Apparently got its best ratings ever in the history of the show when Oh was wow. last week, so
0: hopefully your show will remember. do the same thing. Absolutely. Let's um, hope.
1: It's called Diz After Dark.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Uh-huh.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a Disney show. <gasps> and I've even been on G-rated Sorcerer Radio at Disney,
0: an uh, interview on there, so... This is probably one of more t- my tame interviews I've had. I expected us to have it, to have it be a lot dirtier, but it wasn't. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I don't <laughs> complain. I, uh, no, I, I,
1: you know, it's... I try,
0: I try to leave the naughty stuff to the book. Yeah, and I don't want to be a creeper, right? Because, like, just because you wrote the book doesn't, because, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't, we don't know each other. Like, you don't just meet a stranger and be like, oh, you wrote this book, let's talk about sex. And like... You
1: know what? That's funny, because that's almost what I started saying, because... When I first started doing the book, I got a lot of well, – I still get some but not as much now. But um, I got a lot of private messages of very inappropriate things.
0: They're yeah, creepy.
1: I had to – my fantastic cover artist, Holly, talked to me and because I said, I don't know how to handle these things because, I mean, I did kind of write a porn book, but, you know, so I understand there's a certain reaction that happens. And she, along with another dear friend and my publisher said, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> it Writing a book and creating your art is not. Welcoming the world As much as I love my readers I have the best readers Disney fans and Sex fans are great readers And they're wonderful But it it doesn't Mean that you're opening yourself up To engage in those things Just like You wouldn't go This is my, my standard example Hey Stephen King I read that great book You wrote about killing people, I think you and I should go kill people together. Same thing with, hey, Blue, you wrote that great book that has fucking in the Disney parks. I think we should go fuck in the Disney parks. It's the same thing.
0: You know? People are weird. I, I, the woman who um, runs the, the podcast network I'm on, uh, she's like a retired porn star oh i was she she was the one who was on your show yeah she was on the show too that's how it all I, worked Elia.
1: i listened to your show oh thank you
0: oh I, my god I listened to that episode oh very she, good. she's so funny she was yeah, so funny. funny i couldn't even, i can't even imagine i kind of her like so how do the i guess it wasn't the same but like i'm imagining like must if someone knows you do porn it must be like oh that means we're gonna have sex right <laughs> yeah i don't know what's wrong with people but that's that's there's totally that thing like oh you wrote this book that means you're definitely gonna have sex with me in a Disney park. It's like, <laughs> what? Where? I, I don't know where that connection came from. We don't it, even... It's funny because <laughs> it's a book. I try I,
1: I try to respond to um, all the messages I get. Like I said, I really appreciate my readers. I try to respond to everybody. Um, if people buy my my uh, signed book from Bamboo Forest Publishing, you know, I do try and. Write something nice to them. If you've spoken to me on Twitter, I'm happy to, you know, write something you request. Or if we've spoken enough, I'll come up with something that we've talked about and put in there. But, um, and I also include, before I move on, I have on my blog also, it's called the Dark Rides Adventurer Club. And for people who, would like kind of an interactive experience with me and the book, you can get it through this. And I will include with the signed books some Dark Rides Adventure VIP charter membership cards that have a little Hula design blue, also done by Holly, artwork on the card. And they're signed by me. And there's a place for your signature on the card. And the back of the book has kind of a, an imprint of my kiss print. And it has a list of all the names of the drinks from the book on the back of the card. It's like a little business card. And you can play along with the challenges that we do, the adventure challenges. And the first one we have is called Bottoms Up. Um, the details are all on my blog for everything. But it's called um, Bottoms Up. And what you do is you either make them at home or go to a bar or at Disney. You make all of the cocktails over a period of time that are in my book. Take pictures with each of the cocktails as you make them. Tag me on them on Facebook or Twitter. And if you finish all 13 of them, um, you can win either a copy of my book signed or a copy of Dark Side of Disney from oh, so my publisher. Cool. So, yeah, that's the first challenge we're doing right now. And, and I have little uh, Dark Rides Challenge winner certificates for anybody who completes the challenges. And the second challenge is for people who aren't as boozy. And that is if you get the book and you can use your front of your kindle or whatever too um if you take a photo of the book in front of your kindle at any of the locations described in the book which is a lot of different places all over disney um you'll get a challenge winner certificate i'll send to you so
0: you're killing social media by the way you you just know whatever it is and you're doing it and you're doing it well (laughs)
1: Well, this is my first foray into it, and... Um,
0: you're doing a I'm, damn good job. I mean, because you're creating, like, like I, a little community, you know? It's awesome.
1: Well, it's fun. You know, that's what life is all about. Yeah, absolutely. It's adventure and fun, and that's what my book's about, adventure and fun. And I... Just like, well,
0: trying to make the world a happier place, right? Absolutely. Yep. Now, if someone like me wants to buy the book, I'm curious, what is the best way to purchase the book and get you the most money? And I ask that to every author I have on because I don't know how Amazon and that stuff works. Um, neither do I,
1: really. <laughs> I, I don't do the business side of it. I write the books.
0: Okay, so and, anywhere you buy I, it's fine.
1: Well, I, I do know, though, the most comes when you go directly through my publisher.
0: That's what I was imagining because I say with like musicians or anything, it's always – whenever you – I I always try to buy anything through an artist as close as I can or from a sure.
1: Yeah. So if you go – and the the links for everything are on bluecarson.blogspot.com. But yeah, Bamboo Forest Publishing is – that's every book that comes from me from there is a signed book with the VIP adventure cards included also. So – um, it's not much different in price and it's free shipping, I believe, unless you're international. If you're international, um, there's an additional shipping charge and I've, my books have gone to France and Germany and UK and Canada and, um, all over the place. It's been nice. Wow. Is Euro Disney still a thing? Uh, yeah. The, well, there's Disneyland Paris. Oh, wow.
0: Um, Maybe you'll get someone to take a picture there
1: well i have there's no paris in my book yet if somebody would like to send me to paris i'd be happy to go yeah. um i do have a reader in paris though who bought one of the signed books she is phenomenal i love her she english is not even her first language but she read the book and this is my special story she She holds a special place in my heart because she ordered the book right away um, when it first came out and I sent it to her and it was the same time that all of the terrorist violence stuff was going on in Paris a couple months ago. And she was scared and she's an artist also, all this stuff was going on and, um, she told me, like, in the middle of all of it, she would sent me a Facebook message that said, well, she sent me several, but one said, um, in all of this hard time, your book gave me a smile. Aww. I bawled. I actually had to stop what I was doing and sit and cry. It still just tears me up. That somebody who's scared and in that kind of situation, that something I wrote was able to pull them out of that for a minute and give them a moment of peace and a moment of happiness. And then she told me later that she was reading it on Subway on her way to work and she read a part of the story, she specifically said the part with the Mickey bar I told you about, she (laughs) said she was reading that and she said she burst into laughter on the subway and she didn't even care because it felt so good. And I said, at that time, I just said, I'm going to do what I can to get this book out there so that I can make more people smile like that and I'm going to you know, if nothing else comes of it, though, I'm going to be a very happy, happy human being knowing that
0: I did that for somebody who's thousands of miles away. That is surprisingly emotional for the type of book it is. I did not expect this. <laughs> it, it really
1: what I didn't expect it either. That's so beautiful. But And I'm glad that somebody felt what I put into this, and this isn't a dime store porn book. It's not a Fifty Shades piece of crap. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I wish my book was as popular as Fifty Shades. It's made a hundred million dollars. Oh please, it's a movie.
0: And but, that movie's fucking garbage.
1: Well, when it comes down to it, that book is also garbage. Well, it's a soap opera, what? and people like soap operas. It's turmoil. It's angst. It's it's drama. Twilight fan fiction. It, it's that as well.
0: It was, but I, I didn't know that it was literally uh, Twilight fan fiction
1: yes it is and I and it's also for as dirty as people say it is it's my book is a lot more graphic well,
0: you if know, but, that
1: yeah. if that was a shocking book to you my book is going
0: to knock you on your ass because it's maybe people will find that and then they kind of go dig deeper into the erotica world of literature. You know, like, you know, when you're younger, you find like a big pop band and like we all start like I was like really into punk growing up. And then you find like, I don't know, whoever, I can't think of anything. You find the big pop punk band that everyone makes fun you for loving. And then you go backwards and find all the stuff that influenced them. I mean, I have to trickle down.
1: There's there's part of me that says, you know, I'm I'm. One, there's a lot of crappy erotica in the world. There's a lot of crappy erotic movies in the world. This one happened to somehow positions itself position itself in the world so that it took off. And part of me is grateful that something opened a door to make this type of thing mainstream. And allow those of us who would like to write something that's edgy to exist in the market, yeah um, so you know i I can't fault it for that. It's not the type of way I write, but obviously a lot of people are enjoying it. I haven't met anybody who admitted enjoying it, but somebody <laughs> is. <laughs> And that's great. You know, there's a there's a market for everything and it's expanding our horizons, right?
0: So that's how we'll put it. I
1: well you know it's I don't consider it a competition or anything. I I consider it something that's, you know, a gateway to open a new um new doors in the market.
0: Yeah, wow, that's a good way to put it. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. That's and awesome. If you, if you enjoyed
1: that, you will definitely enjoy my book. My book is not like that in the sense of having uh, characters who fight a lot, um, but my book is definitely graphic and it definitely has uh, erotic sexual encounters that are very explicit and are arousing to both sexes. And it also has a lot of laughter, has a lot of humorous comments, it has a lot of banter between various characters, um, and a lot of adventure. You know, for two ninety nine for a Kindle, pick it up, you'll like it. I promise. I'm up to twenty one five star reviews right now wow. on Amazon. Um, it's only been out since middle of December, and every review I've gotten so far has been a five-star.
0: That's, that's very impressive.
1: I'm, I couldn't be happier, and whenever the book came out, the first week it was out, it uh, was number five on the Amazon Erotica, Amazon Fantasy Erotica, it was number five on the bestseller list. And it was number two on the hot new releases wow. the first week it was out. It was right next to, yeah, the screenshot my publisher sent me of the number five. It's right in between two Anne Rice novels.
0: Oh my god!
1: On the list, and I just went that. That was another okay. Um, this is happening. I've done all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> I've done all I can do and then you know, I started hitting all these podcasts and now I'm doing more.
0: <laughs> and then that. I... Go let's up, you do know. the
1: blog and then let's do the adventures club. You know, the Dark Rides adventures interactive interactive games and things on challenges on the blog. Oh, and I also on the blog, bluecarson.blogspot.com, I have a... Um, This is a lot of fun, too. I have a Dark Rides Diary page. And that came about because I had so many people who wanted to privately tell me their adventures, kind of like um, letters to penthouse. So I put a page on the blog called Dark Rides Diaries. So anybody out there, is welcome to go on there, go to the comments section, and write your story. It doesn't have to be in a Disney park, but if you have a bit of an exhibitionist bug in you and you'd like to share an adventure you've had, um, put it up there. Everybody seems to be enjoying reading them. I believe there are something like 30 entries right now. Some of them are multi-parts. I've got one reader who she's submitted a lot of entries um, to it. Some are very kinky, some are in park fun. It's a variety of different stories there, and uh, I'm enjoying giving people a, a forum to
0: tell their tales. You're doing very good at creating a little online community. It's it's incredible. I hope
1: so. I've been. I'm enjoying meeting everybody, talking to everybody, and and uh, you know, it's it's been so much fun. And so much fun. Like I said, I've only been in the little social media world for a few months, and I I like it. It's it's very time consuming,
0: but in a good way. Uh, no, absolutely. Well, um. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you online? I'll put that in the beginning as well, but I feel like the more you say it, the better.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, the easiest place to find everything about me, where to get the book, where to find me, how to contact me, um, even my post office um, address is um, bluecarson.blogspot.com. No and you will find all kinds of interesting things there, photos, where to purchase the book, um, where to, you know, the Dark Rides Diaries, the adventures, um, challenges, everything's there. Um, but if you don't have time to go there, sign books are at Bamboo Forest Publishing, that the store there. Um... And you can also find me on Amazon, uh, paperback, Kindle, audiobook, um, iTunes has all those versions, Barnes and Noble, um, everywhere books are sold, and <laughs> pretty much everywhere. That's Google incredible. Blue Carson, and you will, I should pop up.
0: Yeah, you're actually the first one. I just tried it in your Twitter, it pops right up.
1: Does it? Yes. I'm, I'm Blue Carson on Twitter. I am Blue Carson on Facebook. Um, I haven't hit um, Instagram or what are all the other ones. I
0: haven't hit any of those yet. You know which one you would, would be love great to... on? It would be Tumblr. Tumblr? Yeah, your book is made I... for Tumblr. I, talk to your publisher. I'm dead serious. Like, I sucked at it, so I quit, but like, people who can crack the Tumblr code... I think you would explode.
1: After, after, after we, after we finish recording, you have to tell me some tips on Tumblr because I don't know anything about it
0: at I'm all. I'm terrible at it, but it's—I uh, actually stopped using it. but you have to it, tell me why. I'm good for it. Then I'll know what, to, oh, what I'm yeah, looking it's, for. Oh um, it. it's just such a—I believe somebody's setting up a Wikipedia page for me too. I believe Tumblr. It's like I'm, so. I'm the worst one for it. That I have to it's just uh, it's a very unique community and like stuff like this can just it's kind of like Facebook and Twitter had a baby and adult stuff is allowed on there, <laughs> you know. Like it's a way to communicate and like people get into it and like something niche like this would just like blow it blow it blow the casket if done right. Of course, I'm not the one for that. <laughs> just I had a, I'm not very good at Tumblr, but I, I feel like your stuff would be perfect for it. Yeah,
1: I have no idea how to work. I'm still you know, trying to edit myself to 140 characters.
0: Yeah, no, no you're Twitter. doing great. I think the blog's important, but yeah, I think... One day. <laughs> I sucked at Tumblr. I actually didn't really like it. I feel like with social media, you have to end up liking it to really go at it. Like, I had a lot of fun on Twitter, so that's why I can do that. And then, like, Tumblr, I was like, I don't get this. A lot of nudity on there. There's a lot of <laughs> naked people, if you follow people right, but... I just imagine there's got to be a huge erotica section out there, or like deviant. I would art. imagine, yeah. But I'm familiar with deviant art. I don't know stuff, how that works but... for literature, to be honest. I, I, I don't know. I don't use it. I'm I'm pretty basic. Facebook and Twitter, and that's it for the show. Because I don't know what the purpose for Instagram would be. I guess some people could argue that. I just I haven't bothered.
1: I was told that Instagram is. Mainly a photo kind of thing.
0: It's all photos. Like I have Instagram for myself, but like I, mm-hmm. for, for a podcast, like I don't follow a podcast. It's I don't know, it, and yeah,
1: I don't I don't put up photos of myself because I well I like my Disney annual pass.
0: Yep. And <laughs> you would just be getting like walking in like nope. Yeah, and. I also um,
1: I love my readers. I love the fans, but I, I don't want anybody to kidnap me.
0: You gotta um, be smart, you know. I mean, yeah. think of those like, those weird things you're getting. Uh... I get enough of it yeah. that
1: that I'm rather protective of my privacy at this stage,
0: um, the stage due to the nature
1: of everything. And um, yeah, even my editor has not seen me. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I i am very, very private at this point. You know, this is not something I have ever done before. And it is it, – it's not like a normal erotica book. This is Disney, you know? No, <laughs>
0: you're right. I think you're trying to protect Disney. yourself.
1: And so it's important for me to maintain privacy. But I do put a lot of photos of my blog. I just put photos of um, – I put photos of things from the story. Um, I actually have a whole on the homepage of my blog, a whole um, kind of section of photos from a story in the book called "Come Here, Little Boy." So uh, that is quite not safe for work. So. And if you read the story and you see the photos, you might go, whoa, for a second. Um, um, because they definitely bring the photos, bring the story to life quite a bit. If you read that, the Company <coughs> little boy story adventure in Dark Rides. Yeah. So, so well, thank you so much. and uh... Thank you so much for having me on.